Hey, welcome to ZachCast. Do not be too excited by the drumline music. We don't have any good news for you Big Ten or Pac-12 fans, unfortunately. Uh, but Patrick and I are here today. Uh, Pat, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Hey, so we're doing uh, what we're calling tentatively sales tax game day. So hence the uh, the new intro. Uh, but what we thought we could do is just do a quick hitter on sales tax day and uh, just kind of cover some high level things about how different cities performed this month, August for uh, sales back in June 2020. So Patrick, high level, how we do? Well, I mean, you know, First things first, cities across the state came in positive, 4.96%, 5% rounded up there. Uh, I think that's a bit surprising for me. I'm not sure if it's surprising for you, Chad, but uh, I think, you know, once again, you know, we talked about pumping the brakes in COVID and, you know, not making any drastic decisions. And I think once again, we're seeing exactly what, uh, what we thought we would see, which is a little bit of a recovery, but in a, in a weird, uh, different way. Uh, to be positive year over year on a uh, a month like that, uh, when we were positive year over year in the previous year as well, uh, I think was a bit surprising for many. Uh, but when you really dig into the numbers, if you if you start looking at the metropolitan areas, I think that's where the information gets real interesting. So let's let's dig into that a little bit, Chad. Let's talk about kind of where the different regions performed, uh, big cities versus little cities, or or you know metropolitan areas versus suburbs, those type of things. Kind of kind of get us into that. Yeah, before I do that, just to answer your question, uh, I also did not expect this. Um, yeah. Between the two of us, I'm much more pessimistic. And uh, you know, even even the cautious optimism that we had the last time we talked about sales tax was a little bit more than I was comfortable with. Uh, so I'm, I'm honestly kind of blown away that for all cities across Texas, we're talking about 5% growth in June. Um, and of course, I mean, June is when, yeah, things were starting to open back up, but that's also when we started to have cases pick back up again. Now, I think July might be a little bit different because cases got a lot. Uh, they started to grow even faster um, and attention was brought to it. Uh, and I think actually in July, we started to scale back down that reopening. But um, and I, I still I still will hold out there um, as a caveat that the longer this goes on, I think there will be some compounding effects. But uh, I'm still waiting from for all the inflation associated with all the quantitative easing. So um, I uh, am just I, I tend to approach these kinds of issues uh, much more cautiously than uh, than perhaps you do. But yeah, five percent is is a really good number. Um, now, of course, some cities, like you said, took a hit, and uh, so let's dig into that. Um, let's start with the Metroplex, DFW Metroplex. Uh, the DFW Metroplex actually makes up. About 35% of the city uh, sales tax across the state in uh, the month of June. And honestly, I'm looking at this map here, man. It's it's really pretty good. You got a couple of cities that struggled. Dallas was down 5%. Grapevine took a hit at 14%. You got to assume that some of that's because of all the events that they have. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the summer. Uh, Capel's down 9 Grand Prairie's down 9 uh, Garland down about 2 uh, ooh, Highland Park, University Park, thirteen uh, percent and three percent, respectively. Yeah, you know, I think, I think, you know, when we start looking again, I mean, we start looking at the difference between Dallas County and uh, and Tarrant County. Um, you know, I, I, I just think the reaction uh, from the different communities is has been a little different, and and this month shows that more than last month does for sure. Well, Dallas down five percent, Fort Worth up six percent. Congratulations um, to our friends in Fort Worth. Uh, finding a positive number. Yeah, but I, I'm struggling to find 
any major te- uh, major city in Tarrant County that uh, that saw substantial declines. So uh, across the board, Tarrant County appears to have done quite well. Yeah, I think Tarrant County uh, it, they they look very healthy. I mean, you've got some cities that have some double digit gains as well. Uh, you know, Fort Worth coming in at six percent, Pembroke at twenty two. You got White Settlement yeah. at eleven, Saginaw at twelve, Keller at twenty three percent, Roanoke twenty seven. Yeah. I mean, we saw significant gains, Mansfield at 20, Burleson at 26. So, you know, really interesting, the growth that, uh, that Tarrant County saw. Clearly there was some spending power, some elasticity in the spending power in those areas. Yeah. Jump up to Denton County, you got Denton at 2%, Frisco at 10, Allen at 9, McKinney's at 16, the colonies at 56%. Uh, interested, I would be interested to see what's going on over there. Uh, yeah. Plano's up uh, up at one, so uh, Collin County looked looked pretty good too. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we saw pretty positive gains outside of Dallas County. The DFW Metroplex looks uh, really healthy, so you know, very very interesting, you know, economically and and what's happening in DFW. So yeah, kind of moving into the Houston market. What are you seeing there? Okay, Houston market. Uh, the Houston Woodlands CSA uh, combined about one point seven percent growth, uh, but your bigger cities here. Uh, much more consistently took took hits. Uh, Houston's down four percent. Sugarland's down twelve. Uh, Conroe's down one. Uh, but you had some gainers too. Katy did really well, thirty one percent. Let's see, you got Pasadena's up at thirteen percent. League City's at thirty five percent. Dickinson's fifty two. So you got some some of those bigger players. Alvin at thirty uh, percent. Texas City took a hit here, fourteen percent down. Uh, but even Galveston, I mean, even Galveston was three percent up. Yeah, it's an interesting number. Galveston being up over last year, right? Normal. Uh, June beach season in 2019, they come into a COVID beach season in 2020 and they still show a positive number. That's a, it's a pretty surprising number. Yeah. I suspect that that June, that June being the earlier part of the reopening, people were tired of their quarantine and <laughs> looking for a place to go. <laughs> so we'll see how Absolutely. they do uh, next month for July sales. Uh, jump down to the San Antonio area, San Antonio Saw about a 2.7% growth over last year. That's about 8% of the revenue for uh, cities across the state. San Antonio at 2% up. Uh, New Braunfels at 10% up. Shirts at 40%. I don't, I'm not seeing anyone who's down here. Yeah, uh, San Antonio. Not, well, about Coney's like, Heights is about 14% down. That's a, that's a hit. Yeah. yeah, San Antonio looks very healthy uh, as a region. So, But San Antonio is the bulk of that region when you look at sales tax. I mean, you, you get out there, you've got, you know, Converse and, and shirts and a couple of those that are auxiliary towns, but really San Antonio is the bulk of it. So San Antonio is at 35 million, give or take, in, uh, in allocations. That's compared to about 48 or so uh, for the CSA. So it's, yeah, it's a big chunk. So if they're doing so, okay, then that, that region is going to be as a whole doing okay. Drum roll, please. Let's go to Travis County. Oh, there you go. 1% up for you in Austin. Austin. Ooh, Sunset Valley, go. the single highest per capita sales tax city. You know why that's the case, right? There's a bunch of shopping centers Lots there. Lots of shopping in Sunset Valley. 800 people, yeah. they generated almost $500,000 in revenue. Uh, lots of shopping. And when people are not out and about as much, they're not going to be coming to Sunset Valley to uh, fun do shopping. F- yeah, fun fact about Sunset Valley, there's a lot of retirement communities there as well. So the age... And average demographic is a little older. Yeah. So you got, uh, let's see, Pflugerville's up 34, Round Rock down two, Cedar Park up 13, Georgetown up 23. So you got some really good sized cities that have really, really solid growth in June. Absolutely. How much do you um, think, uh, I mean, 
we didn't see a, a massive drop off outside of really April. Uh, but you know, May was was steady. Uh, some cities still had big drops, but was there was there still, despite that growth in May, still some pent up demand for for retail consumer spending? I mean, I think if you lock anybody up for three months in their house, especially when you get into the warmer months, you're going to have that. I mean, look at places like Marble Falls, right? Marble Falls, you were showing, I think it was 22% increase there. I mean, it's a lake community. What's Lakeway showing in that, in that area as well? So getting down to like yeah, Bee Cave is up 3%. 14% Lakeway's for Lakeway. 14. Yeah. I mean, you, you start to look at the kind of those Lake Travis communities. Lago Vista is up 43%. Uh, Briarcliff at 50. I mean, those are, those are big increases uh, for those communities. Like, I mean... You, I, you like you looked at Jonestown, right? Jonestown basically has like a marina, like a major marina business, and that's really it. So when you look at a thirty-two percent increase in Jonestown, you could tell that the lake traffic has increased. Yeah, now you're talking not talking too much money. It's about twenty thousand bucks yeah. in sales tax, but yeah, thirty-two percent is nothing to sneeze at, regardless of how important that sales tax is to your uh, to your budget. Let's see, jump up to uh, heading up north on thirty-five to uh, towards Waco. You got Temple at seventeen. Belton at 20. I feel like a I feel like a weathercaster. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, you need a green screen to be talking behind you. Yeah. So uh, Colleen at 18, Copper's Cove at 20. Yeah, Waco up at 15%. Man, these are some really big numbers for big cities. Yeah, Waco, I mean, that Waco number is really surprising because they have been reeling a little bit uh through this process. Uh, you know, McLennan County, uh, you know, just in COVID with the university, everything else, they, you know, they've been a little harder impacted than everybody else. So Waco at 15% is a really good number. I'm sure our friend Bradley Ford is happy with that number for sure. So I'm going to jump over to uh, your neck of the woods, Brian College Station. You got uh, CSTX uh, up at 2%. All right, hold on. Hold on. Can we, can we pause for just a minute and can we get a whoop in there, please, as I, as I go to my homeland? Yeah. So yeah, no, Brian's down uh, 2%. You know, look, it's, it's incredible that College Station Brian has been uh, as stable as they are, you have to remember that those those are cities of about a hundred thousand, little over a hundred thousand, uh, you know, individually. So you're looking at two hundred thousand plus, and then you lose seventy thousand students from the university all at once, right? So to remain stable has been an incredible thing to look at. So the only sad spot in the state—that's what you're zooming in on right now. Yeah, <laughs> oil and our, gas. Our folks. poor friends in West Texas are struggling. Yeah. Odessa down thirty-two percent. Midland down 21%. I think that's two months in a row uh, for Odessa to be down in the 30% range. Yeah, it's a lot for Odessa. Uh, you know, real sorry for our friends out there. Big Spring saw a 17% drop as well. And then Andrews, Texas uh, saw a 26% drop. So West Texas, there's no doubt oil and gas dropping uh, is, is impacting them significantly. But San Angelo, which, you know, is one of those more Western towns that we've got out there. They saw a positive of 5%. Really interesting. You know, San Angelo has done a really good job of diversifying their economy and it shows. Abilene, 9%. I mean, incredible. Uh, positive Abilene numbers, you know, the, to see that. And then you jump up into the panhandle. Yeah, some good numbers up here too. Lubbock, 11%. Amarillo at 7% growth. Yeah, not, I mean, really not too many. You've got some declines in these smaller cities, but not too much decline in the, um, the bigger ones way way out west el paso five percent up home of our friend justin bass el paso texas he better be listening to this uh el he paso up five percent he's out of the industry yeah. now so yeah he, he he probably doesn't have as much interest so. that's true yeah he's he's totally gone against us now he doesn't even want to listen all right let's jump so, down down to the valley and the uh go to south padre island south, south padre, padre island, island. 
Let's Whoa, see. Fifteen percent. Oh, I think we're going to need crazy. to invest in some like st- like stingers uh, for these sales tax game day episodes. That's yeah. Like womp womp or like a uh, yeah something. McAllen up one percent. Brownsville is up seven. I got Laredo down three. Corpus Christi up three percent. So I'd love to talk to Laredo to figure that out. I wonder if that's just. Uh... You know, the border crossings are less. And so, you know, Laredo has a, a lot of traffic that comes across the International Bridge and shops and then crosses back over the International Bridge. So obviously with COVID, that's probably slowed down a little bit. Yeah. I'd be interested to see Corpus next month because uh, I was down there visiting some family at the beginning of July and uh, they were starting to, uh, the caseloads were starting to pick up and the city was starting to react to it. So I wonder how, uh, how this will play out next month. But for June... June sales, three uh, percent growth. So that's pretty good. Yeah, and they had a hurricane like at the end of June, yeah. early July, right? Yeah, little Category One. It's all my friends in uh, other states are like Category One. We're like, it's just a Category One. We'll be all right. All you you Houstonites down there in South Texas, huh? You're used South to South Texas. That's my place. Come on now. All right, so uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's look at uh, taxpayers by size, like by relevant relative importance to uh, statewide revenue. Uh, this was a really interesting thing to break down last month in our newsletter, which uh, the inaugural issue uh, was sent last month. If you are uh, interested in it, it was a pretty deep dive into how the marketplace taxpayers uh, helped or uh, sort of offset some of the other losses that cities were dealing with with regard to COVID. Um, the next issue will go out here in the next week or so. So if you are interested in uh, a little bit more of a long form um, style on not just sales tax, but really all things local government. Check that out. Uh, but the top 20 taxpayers, so uh, we group these by uh, 12-month moving average. So those top 20 accounted for about 46% of the revenue for August, and they had a decline of about 1%. Um, the next 230, so rounding out the top 250, was about 9, 9.8% uh, growth, 48% of the total revenue. So between the two of those, something on the order of 95% of revenue across the state. And that was about 4.2% growth uh, for all those. Mm-hmm. We have not had a chance yet to dig into uh, like city by city other than the sort of surface level um, percent changes and things like that. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look like other than a handful of those bigger, like really bigger sort of central cities um, outside of those looks pretty solid for, for August. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's pretty good growth. It looks like it's spread throughout the state. Obviously the only area that got hit real hard uh, is West Texas. The oil and gas business is, is hitting them, you know, it, it just, it's dragging them down right now. So, uh, but West Texas is used to that. They're going to see that. What, what are we seeing I know we talked a lot in the last newsletter as well about the marketplace split. So what are we seeing from the marketplace providers? And kind of explain to everybody real quick, Chad, what marketplace means. Okay. So uh, this is a uh, recent change in sales tax law as of the last legislative session. So previously, uh, a a marketplace, I guess, just to start there, a marketplace is a, uh, a venue, whether it's digital or physical, where it's like a platform for people to sell things where the person who or the organization that owns the platform is not actually the seller. Uh, so you could think of like Amazon's third-party sales. You can think of Etsy or eBay. Like eBay doesn't sell things, uh, but they provide you a platform to sell things. And 
previously, the responsibility for collecting that sales tax would have fallen on the individual vendors. And so as the uh, the single local tax rate and the, basically as a result of the Wayfair decision, that um, was, I guess, what, two years ago now? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, the Supreme Court ago. said that states could require sales tax to be collected on those types of transactions, provided that they make it easy to to uh, to actually implement. Or you know, as the vendor, uh, it can't be an overdue burden to comply with those laws. So uh, the single local taxpayer is, or the single local tax rate is one option that uh, that these companies and organizations have. They can just pay a flat local sales tax rate, no matter where they. Uh, ship their items. And then the other option is for these marketplaces to uh, basically take on the responsibility of collecting sales tax on behalf of the people who sell on those platforms. So uh, so now you'll see Amazon has a new marketplace. If you, uh, if you use ZachTax or if you just look at your confidential files, you'll see Amazon has its, a new marketplace taxpayer. That represents all the third-party sales that happen on Amazon. You'll see Etsy, you'll see uh, eBay. And so uh, one thing that we actually did recently is we took the list of all of those marketplace taxpayers and uh, we just threw that into ZachTax. So now you can actually see those taxpayers are now tagged as marketplace providers. So it's easy to find them and see how they did. Yeah. It's important to note that a lot of this, a lot of the marketplace money is new money. So it has been a bit of a buffer for a lot of cities, you know, even, even in larger cities where a marketplace provider may just be like, you know, one to two percent of their revenue uh that's still been one to two percent of new revenue uh for them so uh yeah kind of kind of roll through this and and let's look at obviously the larger cities like houston marketplace made up 2.12 percent that's a that's a big increase you know to or it's a big buffer for them well especially considering that houston dropped by four percent so that would have been obviously uh a bigger a super drop yeah yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh looking, you know, same thing for uh for Austin, you know, it, it made up three point two percent. Uh for Arlington, it made up two point nine. Uh for Dallas, it made up two point three four. So you could see, you know, when you're looking at total numbers here, uh these marketplace numbers, these this new revenue that they're seeing is buffering significantly a lot of the losses that we would have expected to see. Now I want to point out San Marcos is up like 30 something percent, right? Or was it like 50% over the month and marketplace only made up 0.86% of their number. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to really enjoy digging into the data. I, I, I would be not surprised if I had an email from San Marcos before this is over. <laughs> That's a huge number, man. I mean, Shitterland, I mean, yeah, 3%. I was, I was thinking maybe they have an audit payment, but mar- marginal. Yeah. Could be big construction projects. They've got a couple big economic development projects they're finishing up right now. So, yeah, we'll find it out when we get data. That's that's always the fun part about getting a data day. Colleen, look at Colleen's number. Yeah, four and a half. Four point five five. Yeah, League City five percent. That's that's a big number. That's a huge number. Yeah. Thanks, Siri. Thanks, Siri. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for chiming in in the middle of the podcast, Siri. We really appreciate that. Friendswood, look at that. Uh, bedroom community like Friendswood, they've got they've got some commercial, but they're a big bedroom community, six point two percent. Yeah, I had not had a time. Uh, we spent quite a, a good amount of time before that newsletter went out going through these. I haven't had time to do mm-hmm. the same kind of correlations and see how things have changed. One thing that we do intend to do uh, as we kind of get further out is 
look at how the marketplace revenue as a percent of total revenue shifted, if at all. Um, so data started coming out, I guess, in November for the marketplace providers. So we have you know four months or so of pre-COVID uh, sort of baseline marketplace sales. Of course, that does include the holiday season. Um, Correct. But uh, very interested to see if those percentages shot up uh, noticeably during the, Dr. the lockdowns. Yeah, Dr. Kruger would tell you that that's probably not a large enough population. It probably is not a big enough sample size. Sample size, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Hutto. Pop out? Yeah, Hutto was big. Was that 4.9%? Crowley. Look at Crowley. 5.64. Way to go, Robert. It's a big number in Marketplace giving you a buffer there. Cibolo is almost 8%. Yeah. Cibolo is big, man. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I, I don't think there's any doubt of what we're seeing. This new revenue, this comptroller rule changes, even though not all of them have been implemented at this point, but the comptroller rule changes on uh, marketplace providers is, has been a significant uh, saving grace for many of these communities in the state. So obviously, we've seen just a huge uh, you know, month compared to what we were expecting, right? Being 5% up across the state, uh, seeing the impact of the marketplace providers, looking at this from a region and seeing the health of all the different regions, obviously besides uh, West Texas, uh, you know, look, this is, this is a good thing for the state of Texas. We don't know what it looks like down the road. We're not telling everybody to go out and start spending 100% of your budgets. Uh, but we are telling you, as we roll into the last couple of months of the fiscal year, uh, this is somewhat good news for COVID. Uh, Texas looks resilient, and uh, that's exciting for everybody. Next month should be fun, like Chad said. We're going to see more case increases. We're going to see numbers change a little bit, we think. Uh, but we'll be right back uh, with, with our game day podcast uh, to talk about uh, what happens when we get there. So we appreciate you guys joining us today. Chad, thanks for, thanks for going through the numbers, man. Getting nerdy with me. You bet. Next time, I actually, I do think I'm going to treat this more like a weather forecast. <laughs> it's kind You're of fun. put the green screen? I think we should do a video and have like call in and all that type of stuff. So I think it's going to be pretty cool to do this month and we hope people will follow it and uh, continue the conversation with us. Hey, so if we do a video uh, feed, we should, we should do it like early in the morning and we can have people put in their uh, sort of like prices right bets on how. So we used to do that. <laughs> yeah, we used to do that at we used to do that at Hudson Oaks. You know, I do a, like a monthly bet for free lunch. Whoever won, I would buy lunch. Um, and that was I always, always lost because I was way too pessimistic. Yeah, and you know, Doug would always set the bar like really low. Doug was our finance guy uh, for those that don't know. But we would have our finance guy like set the line, and then we do over under. And yeah, it's you were always under Chad. You never took the over. So when we, no, when we when we did over under, I always took the over because the line was always set so low. But when we did actual prices right, I was always way too low. One dollar, Bob. One dollar. One dollar. All right, man. Well, thanks, Pat. Thank you guys for listening. If you uh, enjoyed this, let us know because uh, we found this kind of fun and kind of a, to be a cool idea, and would definitely like to see where we could take it. Um, especially if something like a live stream uh, where we can chat and answer questions would be interesting on Sales Tax Day then definitely reach out to us and let us know what you think. You going to say bye? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. We'll see you later. See you next month.